Hey everyone. So, if you go on this journey of healing trauma, um, I would call it a shedding. Um, I think about it like threads and threads and threads and threads and threads, which are very tightly wound together like a tapestry. And in fact, if you look at the Shipibo tradition, which is the Shipibo that give you the ayahuasca, at their artwork, it's mostly just, it's like threading. You see these different threads. It's interesting. And it's like you are tightly bound together. But... Um, you're tightly bound together because terror means that you have to um, hold on tightly. You have to, the fear and the paralysis keeps you paralyzed, static, blocked. Life and energy cannot flow through that place. And in this um, returning back, is the de-threading. Um, and to de-thread or to release these blockages, you have to keep facing the terror and the fear. And as you face it, you kind of de-thread. As long as you, as you keep sitting through it, so it can't frighten you as much. It can't terrorize you. And therefore, there's a softening. And in that softening there's a releasing of that terror. And there's a more of a presence. If there's terror, you cannot be here. You can't be present to this. Terror ensures that you're like, you're on hot coals. You're always jumping up and down. You're always in a state of panic or fear. And um, that's a horrible place to be. And... I can see how thoroughly paralyzed and frozen I've been, was. And the thing that kept me in place was terror. That's what happens, right? You're kept paralyzed by whatever trauma that happened to you. Um, and that we, I mean, I can't believe that I lived in these separate zones. So the, the door to hell, was a, it was a massive continent. I just didn't exist in my conscience. It was part of me, but I, I had no access to it. And again, I speak about like being, you know, on the top of an iceberg, the iceberg beneath is huge, the huge terror, and you're just sitting on the tiny piece of it floating on the top of the ocean. Um, the Shipibo talk about your soul leaving, if there's a massive trauma, and... There's just a break. There's just a sw break, a switch goes off. I mean, it's just you, you shut down and you fragment. And one of the things I think about is in my first ceremony ever in ayahuasca, she showed me a before and after. She showed me being at one with the universe, you know, little bird in the jungle, and then this child that was me crying. Just I was just terrified, calling for my mum. I'd just been abused. So there's a before, there's a before the Big Bang and after the Big Bang. So you're, you're out, you're thrown out of the kingdom. If there's trauma, there's a, you're being thrown out of the oneness of the kingdom, of the everything. And in that place, your soul leaves and you shrink 
you literally shrink. And in my case, it was a parent. So, you know, double whammy, right? I thought in the end, my journey was, having gone off the sort of main road, was to... Um, just heal the trauma but it was it turns out it's much bigger than that it's not just first of all you don't I didn't even know I had trauma I was so terrified um so for me it, the, the the events of that trauma basically soul loss freeze and then become the person that the monster wants because that's the only way you survive. And then you build a relationship with the monster in this in a state of submission. I mean, I was always trying to leave. I thought I wanted to be a guy instead of a girl when I was 10. I, um, I tried all sorts of things, you know, stop myself being a woman, anorexia. I mean, there's a whole slew of attempts to rebel. I didn't even know what I didn't even know it was rebellion. I only can see it now, right? At the time, it was like, well, this is what needs to happen. If I need to have power, I want to be a guy, right? So I didn't know my power had been stolen, but it had. And I didn't know the time. That's what I was trying. Painting was a form of, again, it was an SOS. I was trying to describe where I was. Like I had this whole hell I was living in, which I didn't realize. That was, you know, it's like um, an underground um, sinkhole that's, you know, constantly sending up fumes. And I'm just trying to find a way to express that. But I don't, I, again, it's, I'm completely terrorized by fear. So I don't know I'm sitting there in terror. And simultaneously, I'm accommodating him. It's like if the monster's around all the time and he's staring at you and he's looking at you in a particular way, then you know, you know you're being watched. Well, you're just going to pretend yourself into the person they need, right? You're not going to, you're going to give them what they want all the time so you don't die. It's like somebody's pointing a gun at your head and they say, listen, hold this position. If you don't hold this position, you know, you're going to die. That's basically it. So, so, so it was an interesting thing where I had this whole continent of hell that I was actually, was alive and frothing and energized and it was all the events of that trauma being sent out to be sexually abused and all the horror that was done to me um in conjunct which is sort of <clears throat> I had to sort of you know um drown but it was there it was alive and it would come up you know you could smell the stench of death right and at the same time I had to pretend this person into existence for the monster so to speak so that he would think I was a, you know, that I wasn't disagreeing and I wasn't being submissive. So it's extremes, right? So, so there's no arriving. There's no like, oh, you're a flower and you're going to be grown and there's openness and, you know, you're free. And no, it was just pure terror. And you're in strategy to survive. And I had to black out what happened, even though the fumes of the horror was coming up all the time and I was trying to express it, whether through art or through rebellion of some form. And at the same time, I'm creating this person that adheres to ensuring he gets what he wants. You know, am I, oh, you're not feminine enough or you're not this enough. I was always like just constantly shape-shifting as armour, 
as a way to survive. But in that shape-shifting, you also then sort of, it's like the Pavlov dog thing. You just get used to shape-shifting and you believe that is who you are. So there's a lot of mess. It's like there's the actual events of the fumes, right? There's, there's, there's the actual hell that you've... Um, um, agreed to, that, not, that you've suffered, then there's this um, trying to um, create a front that will not get you killed, so always being watched to make sure that, you know, you won't do anything that he won't like, and you're being criticized, and you're wrong for this, and you're not feminine for that, and you're not, it was always like putting you down, and the gypsies sing when, you know, when they're hungry, it was just all this horror, and you're, you're weak, and so there's all this horror going on, so you're trying to sort of, you know, dodge those bullets and show up so you don't get attacked all the time. And then you're going out to do the will of the monster. Like, you know, in many respects, I was always trying to fulfill his agenda, right? Because in all of this, there was no love. There was no seeing you. There was no loving. It's all survival. It's all, you know... Um, a meteor hits the earth, you smash into a million pieces and you're just drowning. You're just trying to tread water. It's literally like being in the middle of the fucking ocean. There is no love. There is no ground. There is no safety. And then there's the added sort of like you are made special compared to the other siblings, which is another issue. Like, huh? All of a sudden, you're getting the stainless steel tennis racket at the time. It was 100 years ago, right? You're getting the, the outfits. Like, you've, you've performed like the circus dogs, and now you're getting the treats. It was awful. And now the treats ensure that you continue to, you know, perform the act of the circus dog. All the while... You have a four, five, six-year-old terrified child who's being abused, who has all the memory of, you know, being left with some guy who's going to abuse you. It's just horrific. And you have to be nice to them. I mean, so, you know, whilst I would love my life to be about design, and it's not. I mean, the, 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 the journey is not just simply the opening up of this huge ocean, of this continent. I mean, literally, um, in an ayahuasca ceremony, the whole earth opened up. It was like a continent. All these children coming in and out of these rooms that were being abused. And there was a cuckoo clock that just was like, okay, here we go. The whole, and there I was. was pedophiles. And I, I was exchanged in the fairground and uh, I could smell the guy's breath. It was awful. There was this whole continent of trauma and terror that was living inside my being. And then on top of it was this very, you know, happy, let's make the world work. I'm all excited for the future type of person, right? And isn't this going to be um, amazing when we do this? 
So the fact is that all of that has to be cleaned out because all of it was a lie. And when the Shipibo said to me, you know, you abandoned yourself, I couldn't fully understand it, but I can fully understand it now. There is a you that arrives that has a divinity, that has a soul, that has a purpose, that has a connection to this incredible, the one thing. The minute that's severed, all of you is gone. All of you. There's a drowning, complete drowning. And the it's not... The cleansing is an important part of clearly. It's the, you have to cleanse. But even more important than the cleansing is that you need to reconnect with that original divine soul that you came with and its purpose and its and the connection to that. I think that's even... I always thought, well, if you just clean all this up and you see it and you experience it, you go into the fear and the whole thing, that somehow... That's it, I'm cleansed and it's done. No, the final piece is to reconnect. To hear, because I don't, I've never known who I am. I've never known. It's like a seed that's never, that hasn't blossomed. It just got stampeded by a herd of elephants or monsters more likely, right? It never blossomed. So all the strategies that I had or you have for trauma, whatever those, the person that you built, etc., it's a great strategy. And mine was, you know, hey, look, I do this, I do that, I love that, you know, I'm excited about this. That's all great, but it still doesn't fulfill the basic need, which is to let that flower grow and blossom. To get, you have to leave so many strategies behind and they're all built inside of you, right? For you to fully reconnect and let that flower grow. And I think for me anyway, I require more silence and more sitting to really listen to that song or to that divinity or that soul. So the process is a long process of, it depends how far out you are from your original self. I was truly from here to, you know, out of Mongolia. I was so far away from my original self that to really... My next, the, the next part of this journey is to really just listen you know, to, to, who, to her truth. I've been so busy <clears throat> jumping coals and shape-shifting and appearing as this and that and the other. Because if, if you don't have anybody at the beginning to water you, you don't grow. That's it. And you just get smothered with manure and shit and everybody's stuff and you build all these things. But none of it's you. None of it. If there's no love, there's no you. And that is the water. So for me, I have to truly, the next part of this incredible journey, this mystery, is to continue. Because for me, I still get moments of, you know, the, the terror was so huge, I still get waves, even though I'm, it's much cleaner than it's ever been. There are places, troughs of darkness that I, where I get scared or there's, memory of terror, right? Even though I know him, I've faced him, etc. 
It's in your system. So, but it's less and less. It's being cleaned out. And I realize as this is all being cleaned out, the next piece is I need to listen to that little soul. And I did abandon her because I agreed to participate in the agenda of darkness. I mean, I didn't have much choice. I, I, I accepted the, re- the refusal of me in the name of that evil. And then Stockholm Syndrome, blah, 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 right? So once you clean it all out, it's what is the sound? What is the connection to that divinity that arrived to be loved? You know, you, you, if you're going around a crooked trestle, that's not who you are. The trestle is crooked. So you need to sort of let go of all of that. Yeah. <clears throat> and, you know, return or get closer to, connect to the, the little seed that just never grew because it was just stampeded. And to get there, you have to get rid of all the connections and all that. It's a long process because there's a lot of, you know, if you've lived a long time like me, 60 years, you've, you've, you've created a lot of connections and attachments, etc. Your whole brain has been wired up to survive. So there's a lot of stories, etc. Versions of you, shapeshifters, right? The end, you want to, all of it. How can I live in this fearless place? I'm just connected to my own soul. The soul that isn't, it's absolutely pure and authentic. It doesn't need to prove anything or, you know, be liked or be seen or whatever the the thing is. One of the ways that he kept us all in control was also to put everybody down. So... You were, it was never enough, you were never enough, it was, you were wrong, this was wrong. That, that's, you know, you know, classic 101 bully, control freak, projection of their own self-hatred, all the same shit, right? How can you be in the place where you completely and utterly are at one with you? Fearless. And fearless is just the most authentic connection, And that's a discovery. You have to sort of figure that out as you go along. I don't know. I've never had, I've never been here when I'm not pretending a version of myself, either for defense mechanisms or just to survive, right? What is it when you're not in that state? And also it's terrifying, right? Because you're very exposed. That's a very exposed space. That means you have to give yourself up completely to the universe and grow roots there. So the whole adventure, or adventure, the journey of releasing trauma is much deeper and much... That disentangling is... A, is I didn't realize how entangled the whole system is, right? If you're wiped out. You know, if you're paralyzed by an overwhelming event. It's more than PTSD. It's the reconnection with your soul. Or the little seed that never blossomed. 
or just got halfway up and then it was just trodden, stampeded. We all hate the dark. We want to be on Instagram and be smiling and having a great life and, you know, and I can do that. We can all do that a hundred million ways, right? It doesn't matter. Look at me, I'm in this place. Like I'm doing this, I'm doing that. But in the end, you have to return. You will never be happy because your seed has never been blossomed <laughs> and nothing else can be you other than you. You can invent, you can pretend, you can get your little things here and there. But in the end, it's a complete and utter return to your soul. And it won't look like anything you expected. It won't look like I'm a, a lawyer, I'm a doctor or whatever. It's, it might be, you know, I don't know. I've got to clean the sweeps of Barcelona, streets of Barcelona. I don't know what that is. But you have to be ready and willing to accept that. Again, I still don't know what that truly is. I don't know fully what that looks like. I've seen it, but I don't know that person yet because there is still terror that comes up and that needs to be healed. So it's almost like you think you're always at the end of the journey, but you're not. <laughs> It's like, oh, here I am. I'm at the end of the journey. It's like, oh, no, you're not. <laughs> it's, like a, it's like anything in nature. It takes a long time. It's like watching the grass grow, right? If you do it in a fast forward, it's fine. But it takes a while. And there's a trust in the universe, especially if you've been completely away from home. I feel like I've been on Venus or something, and I'm on the spaceship back. Um... Yeah, so it's a, when you let go, there are no beginnings or ends. It's just, it's, it's just going, it's just going. And there's just like information on the way. It's like, oh, wow, you suddenly wake up and go, oh, wow, this is, this is what's going on here. Oh, I see, this is what's going on here. You're being completely led by the universe. It's like being at sea, letting the energy take you. Bye. <laughs>